Welcome to today's episode of the Baco Sports Report on the Live from Lake Belfort Podcast Network. Today we have a very special episode. 13's basketball happened yesterday at Brant Lake. Baco fell short by four points in the finals, but we will have interviews with three of the players on the team. We'll get every aspect of what went on in the game, what happened, what the atmosphere is like. So much to get to on today's episode of the Baco Sports Report. All right, and I'm pleased to be joined by three players from the 13th team. We have Salty, we have Zay, we have Tucker. So, guys, you guys are now a day removed from your loss. So what's your feeling towards it? Are you upset with the loss? You're happy? You're competitive? What are you guys feeling? Well, going into the tournament, um, people, we didn't really expect to, like, make it that far as our Brett division was really good. And a lot of people in camp were, like, like not doubting us, but, like, they didn't think we were going to do, like, amazing. So we went in there just with, like, a hope just to, like, make it to the end. And uh, we did, and we stuck with them the entire time. So I think we're proud of ourselves for that. Yeah, you guys lost 29-25. It was a tightly contested game. But the score is only 7-6 at the half. So what happened there in the first half? Do you think you guys played good offense? Bad, was it bad def- good defense? Um, that first half was very good defense. Good offense, not a, shot, not a lot of shots were made. A lot of shots were taken but not made. Just good defense and transition on the court. Okay, um, and also, like, it was very defensive, and what, 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 where we went wrong is we missed, like, six free throws in the, in the first yeah. half, which is, uh, we could have taken a bigger lead, but we didn't, uh, we didn't make the free throws. Yeah, so when the score is only 7-6 to the half, obviously you guys come in as underdogs. What are you guys thinking at that point? Because you're happy, obviously, it's a competitive game, but you also know you have so much, had so much opportunity, and we're just, as you said, missed the free throws, didn't make the shots. So what's going through your head there? Like, we got this, like, we didn't play well and we're still in the game, or, like, they didn't play well either, and we're still in the game. You know, honestly, I think at halftime, I think uh, I think we were all just focused on winning, and we were just going to do whatever it took to get that win, and we came out strong, tried to penetrate through their defense. They came out the hard press, and uh, overall, I think it worked, and we just fell Sure, a few buckets. Yeah, so what's the atmosphere like there? Because obviously Brant Lake, 13th basketball is the one tournament that they really host and they pride themselves on, and it's the toilet paper game. So can you guys explain that tradition and what it was just like being there? Because obviously we've seen so many Baco games where, you know, Baco's on the hill making a lot of noise. So what's that, the comparable experience like at Brant? Um, it's pretty fun, like the toilet paper game when they make their shot. It's fun, like watching all the toilet paper fly. There's a lot of cr- there's a lot of people in the crowd just cheering on their team and stuff like that. They're trying to get in your head, but like you still stick in the game and play your game and not let them get in your head. Um, honestly, so like two minutes before the game, there weren't a lot of people, and just out of nowhere, crowds of people just started coming, and they were just all over the place, like up the hill. Like there was even a moment where I was going for a loose ball and I dove for it. I dove into the crowd. I just dove into like tons of people. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, they're all like clapping and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, like they're all trying to get in your head, but you try to have to block them out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because it was think, crazy. And do you think that affected you guys in a good way because it motivated you? Or do you think that was tough and you had to kind of adjust towards that? Um, well, I think at the beginning we were a bit intimidated from the crowd. So, you know, it's a big size. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, a lot of kids at that yeah. camp. Obviously, we didn't have the home court advantage, and uh, everyone was there basically trying to get in our heads, but I think overall, uh, we just stuck it out and played well. Especially Jeremy Harwin. He, he was the big help because we had the Baco B team there yeah. to cheer us on, and Jeremy Harwin was going crazy. Yeah. He was doing a great job. Yeah, yeah so obviously the game, it's second half, there's a lot more scoring going on in the second half, Zay, you had some buckets. So... 
what happened in that second half? What do you think? Your offense obviously got better, but you also let them. So do you think the flow of the game really picked up a lot there? The flow of the game was very intense. It was very fast. Pissed. A lot of people are tired. We needed subs, but we didn't get taken out. So, like, our offense starting off, we started off with a turnover for a layup. And then we got the ball. We got another turnover for a three. Kali shot a three. So, like, then um, Danny called the timeout. We're all just... Had her heads down, but Danny's like, pick your heads up, and the game not over. We still have two quarters to go. So that kind of motivated us, and the B team was just hyping us up. So we eventually made the comeback to a one-point game. Yeah, and how do you think, did you guys, I mean, you guys come in as big underdogs, obviously. Even, obviously, this Brandt team has, you know, beaten you guys multiple times before. So do you guys feel kind of like this feistiness as the underdog team? Like, what was your level of confidence, or were you guys just kind of, like, feeling like you're playing with house money? Like, what's well, your mindset there? Well, we came in there with, like, a kind of like a blank mindset because we didn't know what to come because we had a new team. We were strong, and people were, like, were like because this guy named Colleen on Brant Lake, amazing basketball player, and we were kind of treating him that he was, like, an amazing player. We had to, like, and we were a little nervous to play him, but we realized we were playing in the zone, and we were able to stop him from shooting a lot of shots. We, we, we stopped him to only have 14 points, which was a good help, but, like, yeah, going in there. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys also, you just mentioned you're playing in the 2-3 zone during the game. So how do you think that affected them? Do you think Brant was surprised initially that you guys were playing the zone? Do you think that contributed to Brant not really being able to score much in the first half on you guys? Yeah, by us playing the 2-3, they didn't really score a lot as the score was 6-7, us and a half. So we played a lot of good defense. Nobody got really open shots. Most of their shots were contested and off free throws. Just a fun fact, by the way, that was the first time Danny's ever played a zone against Brand. Really? Ever in yeah. his life. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And then also, I think another thing that's interesting is the size of the court of Brand. You know, I played on that big court. You guys play on the court. It's a much bigger court than the big court here at Baker. So how do you think that guy's is more running? Because the size, just in three-point line to three-point line, the size is a lot bigger. So how do you guys feel like that played a factor? Were you guys kind of like winded? I mean, after the first three minutes when we came out, uh, we you could really start feeling like the the huge difference in the big court and the Brant's main court. I mean, it, it was it was pretty big. You had to run back a lot, and um, also the rims at Brant were a lot different. None of the shots were falling. Terrible rims. Yeah. Like, like I I couldn't even believe it in the in like their Superdome and the big mm -hmm. court. The rims were just. They're terrible. Yeah, and then also um, just talk about Brandt's strategy against you guys. We talked about you guys stifled them with the 2-3 zone, but then they come out in the second half in a big press against you guys. Were you guys kind of surprised? Because after they really shut you guys to just seven points in the first half, it's easy to think that they would just try to continue doing the same thing coming into the second half, try to repeat it, but then they come out of the press. Did that kind of like give you a jolt? Like, were you surprised? Well, well actually, Danny... Um, during halftime, he he called it. He was like, "I'm I'm telling you guys, I know the coach. They're well, gonna come out with a press." And he and he and he gave us a press break. But it came to a point where it was like it got a little bit confusing. He told us to do like something. It was called like a triangle mm -hmm. press break, and um, it was like where one of the guards who was Lev comes and screens up for me, and I go down to the ball. Yeah. And we kind of had trouble getting set into it because they came out of nowhere, but we knew it was coming. But it kind of it kind of was like they they were good at doing it. Yeah, that's interesting. And then obviously the final score is twenty nine twenty five. That's a lot of disappointment there. But 
do you guys you guys came closer obviously does this give you some confidence going into next year playing at 14s because before this your mindset was eh, like we barely even have a shot but now even though you guys obviously take the loss it's still only a four point loss against a team and it showed that you guys can really be competitive against them with obviously you guys all playing well the boost from the younger age group as well so what's your mindset now going into next year knowing that you guys were able to hang with them the whole game and have a shot at the end well um I'm going to be honest with you, Next, last year during 12s, we took a big loss to Brand A. This year, we took a loss by four points. It's a huge difference. We're growing Especially as a because team. That, that one's on our home court here at Jaco exactly. in front of our fans, and that one's in front of their fans at Brown. Next year, we're going to win by 40. Yeah, we'll be, it'll be at home against, it'll be at home, so we'll see what that happens. And our team's got a lot of chemistry. Like, we've got, um, I don't know if they know, but like, we have a, 10 kid age, age group yeah. so we need a lot of help from the kids a year younger than us and luckily for us we have a good amount of chem chemistry with them and we all work yeah those kids those kids are very good they'll be playing yeah. in 12s we'll be talking about the 12 year olds playing in the 12s basketball tournament on the podcast coming up soon all right guys thank you guys for coming on the Baker sports report appreciate the time thank you all right, and just a quick few more news and notes going on in the Baco sports world. Um, 12s basketball, which is hosted every year at Baco, will be happening uh, Thursday throughout the day. Uh, last year in 11s, this age group actually won the whole tournament. They actually There was a Baco-Baco final, the first one in many, many years. The tournament was at Echo Lake, but then to Baco's A and B teams both advanced to the finals, and they actually played the game back here at Baco. So Baco is a heavy favorite of this game. It's a terrific basketball age group with guys like Jake and Tyler Burke, Grant Siegel, Lev Stahl, and then Noodle, who's five foot eight and he's 12 years old. So that tells you everything you need to know there. They're heavy favorites in this tournament. Obviously, we'll be breaking down every aspect of that after the game. Um, so much to get to on that. Also, in addition, um, Senior football leagues, known as Raw Leagues around here, uh, started today. There were two games. Ben Cohen was the superstar of the game. He scored four touchdowns in a 59-25 route of Glatzer's football team. A shocker there. We'll have Ben on in the coming days to talk about that game. Um, so for now, that's it in the world of Baco Sports. We'll be back soon. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. I'm your host, Maddie Wasserman. We'll see you next time on the Baco Sports Report.